Yes, hello. It is a brand new Village Vice. I didn't mean to take yes from you, Zach. That's that's your thing. That's Zach Blackerby on the left. I'm Brad Law, and it is the morning after Ole Miss, a game, Zach, that we both went in thinking, here's a path, here's the way Auburn wins it. And, in fact, we expected, we, we thought Auburn would win the game, and, uh, and Auburn didn't. Another top 15 team, another one-possession game, uh, but ultimately another loss for the Tigers. Yeah, I, the way it unfolded made it so much worse than what the mm-hmm. final score was. And, and props to Auburn for going down there and getting points at the end to put yourself in a situation where, you know, an onside kick could have made things really interesting. But how you got to that point, I think at this point of the season is unacceptable, honestly. And I, I know we can point at the roster. It's not good enough. I, I get it. But let's don't act like Ole Miss was world beaters on defense Saturday night because they weren't. Their offense is very good. Their offense is very good in the play calling and the pace and the tempo, and they use every blade of grass. Like, Lane Kiffin is very good at what he does. They have a a fun offense to watch. 100%. Yeah, if if you're not playing them and you don't care who wins the game, just objectively, it's a fun offense to watch. Sure. Yeah, and they're doing it with Jackson Dart, who – I honestly don't think that much different than Peyton Thorne. I think he's got really good play calling, really good pass catchers around him. Peyton Thorne has not had that. Robbie Ashford has not had that this season. But regardless, props to Jackson Dart for making the plays when he needed to. But, man, it's just when you look at it from start to finish, it's like, okay, you you, you get it up to 14 all for a long chunk of the game, and it's like, okay, who's going to break first? And it's hard not to think Auburn was going to be the one to break first. And then when it did, it was detrimental and, and Auburn couldn't fight out of that hole. But no. the, the some of the play calling, Brad, and the quarterback rotation and the desire to be cute and all of that, I, I just, it was really hard to process it in the stadium mm-hmm. Saturday night as were the, you know, the other 80,000 plus Auburn fans that were there. It was... It wasn't a good look. It wasn't a good feeling. And to be frank, in that situation, when you know this Auburn fan base has made put so much pride into making that a tough place for visitors to come in and win, to to be greeted with that product, lack of coaching, lack of solid play calling, several third and ones, and then they end up being third and sixes because of procedural penalties. It's just Auburn fans did not, they did not deserve that Saturday night, but that's what they got. Yeah, it's, it's really tough. Ole Miss had more penalties and more penalty yardage than Auburn, but it seemed like literally every single flag against Auburn came at the worst possible time. It wasn't a flesh wound. It was a mortal wound. Every time a flag came out, you had the long punt return that would have set up Auburn in outstanding field position during that tie stretch, that one. And then the third and one that turns into third and six, and and you have to completely adjust what you're going to do offensively. Uh, Although I guess we start picking them apart again, to the point, every single one of them, was such a detrimental time. And you talk about that swing in the game, the second and third quarter, uh, where the defense was keeping Ole Miss out of the end zone, not off yeah. the field. They won time of possession by eight minutes, all right? So they they were able to get some stuff done offensively. But you're keeping them out of the end zone. You forced a missed field goal. Um, you got pressure on the punter and forced a shank. 
Um, there were too many opportunities for this team to beat a top 15 team without capitalizing on yeah. those opportunities. And whether that's play calling, whether that's execution, whether you put it on a player or the protection or the play call or the execution, take your laundry list. Your, your margin for error is not wide enough to have those mistakes and not capitalize when you have a chance to beat a top 15 team at home. Yeah, and this is coming of uh, just a few weeks after you had a solid chance to beat the number one team in college football yeah. at home. And Auburn fans know that the atmosphere that they've created, they're aware of it. They're not dumb. They take pride in it. They brag about it. Yeah. And there was a group of Ole Miss people sitting in front of me. They were blown away by it. They were blown away by the atmosphere. It was pretty cool to see. And it's just, it, it sucks, Brad. Like, yeah. it really, it, it stinks. And you know, the messaging has shifted a little bit in the past week, but, you know, when your coach is talking about the future, like, that's great and all, but then you look on the field and it's like, Marcus Harris is doing everything he possibly can for this team to win. Not the future, Robert Tigers, but this team to win. And DJ James is playing his tail off, and Eugene Asante playing his tail off, sometimes a little little bit too long after the play. He got flagged there late for, yeah. uh, for a hit out of bounds. Bailed him out. But and there's so much passion on the sideline, right? And and there were a few players that got into it with each other on the sidelines and all that, and that was interesting to watch for sure. But this team cares. This team cares so much, but it's not turning into any sort of production on offense, and that's that's on this coaching staff to figure out. And it doesn't seem like they've changed anything that drastically um, since the start of SEC play. Brad, cool. and when you look at, okay, sure, his comments about execution, they've got to play better, yada, yada, yada. Like, all that's fine. All that's totally okay. Do I think a lot of it is on execution? Sure. Fine. But as a coach, you've got to change your 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 game plan at a certain point to something they can execute, Yeah. right? Like, that's, that's something you've got to figure out. And so, you know, losing four straight stinks. Yeah. I think the path to winning more games gets significantly easier now with the upcoming games. I think the the level of competition drops drastically until the Iron Bowl. But man, that was just just tough to stomach four losses yeah. in a row like that. You know, and not to nitpick or or get in or or be contentious at all, but I just to to the point of you gotta you gotta go with what you think they can do. Don't we think? I mean, don't that's what they're doing, right? They're watching practice. They're putting in the game plan. And then when you come to hone the game plan Thursday, Friday, and you put together your call sheet, they're not calling stuff they don't think they can execute, right? We don't think that's I, – I wouldn't think that fans think that's what happened. I know it looks that way, but, part, you know, look, the other team's got a game plan and their coaches are making a lot of money and their players are trying hard too. It's just not – the things that they believe they're able to accomplish consistently, they haven't, especially in the passing game, which they've needed to balance the running attack. The running game can be good enough to be a foundation that you build on, right? It, it can be if you have a balanced attack and if you can be clean offensively. Again, every one of those penalties came at such a critical time, but that wasn't just offense. It was offense. Defense had a couple of huge ones. One was questionable, right? One was really that the pass interference call that bailed him out on the first try. Incredibly totally. questionable. Um, but the late hit out of bounds ultimately leads to points. And 
special teams you get a hold that was kind of questionable too, but still, I don't know. I, I just, from a, from a coaching perspective, I've got to believe that they're calling the things in the game that they've seen throughout, the, that they're most confident in. And if they're calling that instead of something else, it means there's other stuff there's not that they are not as confident in. So that doesn't make it to the, you know, that that they, they leave that on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Yeah. Um Which sure. doesn't, doesn't give you a lot of hope, but it's I do think that's what they're doing. It just hasn't given you the results to this point. Yeah. Auburn was four of fourteen on third down. And I'm just kind of going through the play sheet right here. Yep. I believe six of them were passes. It'd be third and six, and they'd run the ball, Brad. Yep. Like who does that? And sometimes yeah, it right. work, but who does that? Yeah. And so this trend on, you know, being able to stay on the field on third down continues to not really be a thing. Yeah. yeah they're the they're like a hundred. They were a hundred ninth in the country on third down at 33% before the game against Ole Miss. So yeah. they were a little under 33%. And so um, that'll, you know, th that'll continue to move down. And we'll talk about quarterbacks doing the passing offense as we get into the quarterback discussion a little bit here. Um, but there were only 10, there are only 10 teams. Let me back up. Before the game last night, there were only 10 teams with fewer passing yards per game than Auburn. So we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit. But uh, that yeah. was the stat going into last night, and, uh, and they're not going to move up after last night. No, they're not. They're not. But hey, you can move up yeah. by checking out our friends at mybookie.ag. They are the best place to wager in all of, of your sports action, mybookie.ag. And when you make your account, your free account, and you deposit funds for the first time, use promo code NEXTROUND, and you'll get some extra chatter to play with, to bet with, to wager with. And of course, they've got everything from odds, props, lines, parlays if that tickles your fancy whatever it may be they've got it that's at mybookie.ag yeah you mentioned quarterbacks yeah brad and i think the way they handled the quarterbacks was better okay it was better you know one full drive here one full drive there then they couldn't help themselves and they started kind of doing it in the middle of the drive again but it's better still not <laughs> needed Right, you've got to pick a quarterback. You have to. This, this, it's ridiculous. It's not fair to anybody else on the field. Don't know what you're doing, and I get it. Now that we've seen them more in longer spurts, where the okay, Robbie, you get a drive, Peyton, you get a drive, whatever. It's close. It's yeah. really, really, really close. I get why they're having such a hard time making the decision, but you have to. You're the head coach of an SEC program. Name a stinking quarterback. <laughs> and according to the press conference last night, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think you're going to see one guy get 95% of the snaps because uh, Coach Freeze was asked about it in the presser, and he said flat out, and with a little bit of frustration in his voice if, if or in, in his mannerisms, if you go back and watch it, he didn't think that's what cost him the game. Um, and so I think you're going to, just like leading up to the game, again, I'm not, look, folks are free to agree or, or disagree. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's the head coach. He's going to make the call. It didn't sound to me like you're going to see a whole lot different going in. And no, I, I think, why would you at this point? Yeah. Right. I mean, we haven't seen that much different of a game plan since yeah. the start of conference play. Why would you now? Why would you now? Um, 
So let me ask you this. Is it the rotation of quarterbacks that's causing the issue? Or is it a lack of identity about whether you're going to go tempo or not? Like what what the quarterback will be asked to do when he's in the game? And I think a lot of it has to do with conversation. I think a lot of that has to do with flow. I think a lot of that has to do with the development of the game. I think it has a lot to do with, you know, receivers have different timings with different quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Same with the running back situation, the cadence on the offensive line. Like, I think there's a lot of things. They're different human beings. They're different players. They have different styles. Although they're asking Peyton to do a lot of like read option stuff now, which is interesting. So then it's like, is that is that good? I don't I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think a lot of it's flow, and I think a lot of it's lack of identity, and I think it's sending a message to the team where it's like, okay, you know, the quarterback's not necessarily like the entire leader of the offense and of this team, and that's not the way the quarterback position is supposed to be. Yeah. I just wonder and would love to get, you know, and again, we read the comment. I read the comments uh, a lot, sometimes more than I should. Thankfully, there haven't been too many bad ones so far. Um, I, I just wonder if for, for the folks who say just pick a quarterback and that will that will make things better. Let me submit to you just for thought, just critical thinking. If they decided to go tempo most of the time, 80 percent of the time they decided to go tempo. And you go, you know, screw trying to save the defense and and just this is who we are. This is who we're going to be. Regardless of who the quarterback is, would that increase the chances of getting more consistency in your offense more so than just pick a quarterback? Because I think that's on the table. I think listening to post-game comments last night and then Coach Freeze when he comes into the to the locker room to do the interview with me on radio, and he said, you know, he, he was disappointed in, in you know, he, he thought they could be coached better. He said he takes that personally, which I love to hear from the head coach. Love that. Um, and he said, I, I just wonder if maybe more tempo wouldn't be the answer. And then I mentioned the play discrepancy and the fact that Ole Miss ran about 20 more plays total. And he kind of pulled back a little bit from the, well, maybe tempo is the answer because you do have to think about, all right, if you do that and you're not successful, now you got a defense a little deeper now that that uh, Keontae Scott and uh, and Austin Keys are back. But you're going to put your defense at a little more risk. But I don't know, Zach. I, I think, now this is me. I'm not a coach, right? I'm just, I'm just a guy who watches. I've got to think that if your offense can improve 20%, that makes up for whatever extra strain you risk on your defense. Yeah, it seems like a no-brainer to me because 20% means you're scoring an extra, you know, touchdown at every five drives. Yeah, you take that. You absolutely Absolutely. take that. And if that's the case, you beat Georgia, you don't get blown out by Mm A&M. You probably still get blown out by LSU. And then, hey, you may win. You may win against Ole Miss. So, well, yeah, and you stay on the field longer too, right? Ole Miss had the ball eight more minutes than than all. You're on the field, you know. If you can be on the field four more minutes, yeah. But I think you could say the same thing about tempo as you could about what you just said about quarterbacks. Like, is that all? Is that it? If Auburn goes faster, they're going to move the ball better. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not entirely sold on that, but it's worth trying. Yeah. Think anything's worth trying at this point. I'll I'll say this about the pass offense. This is why you can't just go with you know with numbers. But Auburn going in last night had the 120th out of 130 uh, pass offense in the country. Ten teams 
with fewer passing yards per game than Auburn. Two of those were ranked going into the games this weekend, right? It's not just about, well, look, you know, Peyton Thorne only had 100 yards passing and Auburn only had this many yards passing. You can't just look at the pass offense. you got to look at situational stuff because Iowa and Air Force both average fewer passing yards per game. Air Force is undefeated. Iowa, my goodness, they have a clause in their offensive coordinator's contract. Their offense has been historically bad there. So, uh, and they just lost for the second. They're six and two. So, a lot of factors go into it. A lot of it's the schedule you play, the defenses that you're playing, and a lot of it comes down to to situational execution or lack thereof. So, yeah. you know, the stats themselves aren't the only thing. Right. All right, let's talk about what's coming up next. The path does get easier, and there's just something that's I can't get over that I want to ask you about in just a second. All but right. uh, first, uh, you gotta you gotta tell the folks, you gotta well, tell the people about Manscaped. Speaking of the path getting easier, Zach, um, Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the handyman. That is the compact face shaver from Manscaped. Uh, use it to clean up the neck. doesn't take forever, and I don't have to worry about the, the lather and the foam and the razor and all of this and the cleanup. Uh, I used mine yesterday, Brad. I used yes. mine yesterday. Oh, that's why. I wondered why when I saw you at the game, you just looked so fresh and clean. And uh, and now I know. I should have guessed. Now you know. We got No Shave November coming up, okay? So can I address this? I know it's a Sunday, but, uh, you know, we're, we're all grown-ups here. Sure. It's No Shave November. And if you want to go that route north of I-85, that's fine. But south of I-85, you don't want to participate in No Shave November. You really don't. And and again, can I just let's let's all be real and adults here. Your sure. significant other doesn't want you to participate in No Shave November either, south of I-85. So that's why you need the lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. Get that in a bundle. Uh, get that by itself. Try the uh, the the handyman. All of the products right now, if you use promo code VICE, because you watch our show, you're going to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping. Use the promo code VICE at manscaped.com. The best in men's grooming. Yep. The offense can get 20% better, and you can get 20% off. At <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the path forward in a second, but I just, I've gotten, I've gotten to like sleep through it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a play call worse than the Holden Gurner double pass. <laughs> I agree. I agree because there's no oh. setup for it. No, there dude, was it didn't no make any setup. sense. If you're yeah. going to do that, why wouldn't you do it with Robbie? At least then it's like, oh, okay. All right. We got them both on the field at the same time, finally. Yeah. And it's tougher now. Like, you know, 30 years ago, you could get a player on, you kind of sneak a player on the field. You, you got to get a guy in past the numbers or at least to the numbers at this point. You can't sneak guys on the field now and that's the only play to my recollection that he was on the field for so it's not like you brought him in and used him as a decoy that yeah I think it's easy to second guess that one and it's one that frankly today as the coaches sit in in their meeting they probably go yeah that was that wasn't good we, it takes we all you out that. of field goal range yeah. right that's one yeah. element of it where it's like what what are you doing don't like run it but not there yeah. right run it when you're on the other 20 and you got 80 yards in front of you it's like let's see what happens yeah uh, then it's like, okay, you don't trust your first or your second quarterback to push the ball downfield. So you're going to do it to the third quarterback. Like if you trust him to get it downfield, put him in. Yeah. Right. Like 
And then the whole, okay, Holden Garner's at receiver. What else is, like, what's the other option there? Old Miss's defense is like, double pass. And he, yeah, he, double was, pass. he was pretty far back in the stack set, too. So Dude. it was pretty, yeah, it, it was pretty obvious. It, it was, was like five obvious. yards off the ball. Yeah. Oh, man, that, that's just a tough one. That yeah. was a tough one to, to really kind of, and a lot of people are like, well, well, Jeremiah Cobb got chipped. It's like, okay, you didn't think that was going to happen? Like, yeah. what do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah, that was played well defensively. Thank, thank you, Jennifer Lawrence on Hot Ones. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> that was that was like that was rough. Like the timing of the game, where it was on the field, and the usages. Uh, and that it, that one was really tough to just like that just happened. Yeah. Are you and again, kidding we're not me, Philip Montgomery. Are you kidding me? Unfortunately, too, it felt like it kind of took some of the air out of the place. I do. I, I think. I think it killed everything. Like, not only our souls and our hearts and our desire to win, but it's just like it, it killed that stadium. People left. People in my section got up and left after yeah. that play, and I don't blame them. All right, I do, well, but that's another story. People, I, I got to remember. People are free to do what they want to do, and you know, it's a night game. Uh, yeah. I was thinking the whole time, like, I got to go pick my kids up after this and do a postcast, like, whatever. So, yeah. Um, all right. Coming up next, Mississippi State beat Arkansas. Yeah. Seven still, to three. Still. Yeah. Yeah. It was like seven to three, like a few minutes into the game. And then, then that was the final score. So, I'll, I'll tell you who I feel bad for, incidentally, Travis Williams. I feel real bad for, for T. Will. He's doing a fine job defensively up there. They have no – you talk about an offense that ought to be better, and I'm not trying to deflect from Auburn's problems. It's okay to say two things are true at the same time. Yeah. Auburn has its own offensive problems. They uh, Auburn ain't the only one with offensive problems. No, Arkansas was going into it with, like, they've got a chance to, like, shock some folks. There's and um, no excuse with K.J. Jefferson at quarterback for them. No, to they've gotten worse time. every year he's been there. Yeah. It's just, whew, that's tough. That is. That's tough. I wonder if he like leaves, tries to go to the NFL, or I think he can. I think he can portal. So that'd be interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, this is this is a Mississippi State team now, though. That maybe they've got some momentum. I don't know. Um, they're not very good. They're not a yeah. good football team. This is one Auburn should win, and if not, it's going to be really, really bad. It is, and it's the first here, – here's what Auburn can't do. And now before you say, well, gosh, of course they can't do it. Why would you think? These guys know who they've played the last four weeks. They know the schedule. They know A&M and Georgia and LSU and Ole Miss. They know Mississippi State is not um, – doesn't stack up with those teams on paper. And so they've got to be able to bring the same focus and energy and even more so to the preparation – to take advantage of a little more even matchup in terms of talent. Mississippi State has won its last two games, but the last two games were Arkansas and Western Michigan. They faced a fairly tough stretch to LSU at South Carolina, Alabama. They weren't competitive in those games. Um, they have a backup quarterback who probably is going to start against Auburn. So, Everybody from the players to the coaches to the fans has to kind of bring the same energy into this week. You can't just assume that because the schedule gets quote unquote easier, yeah, that now is when you're going to break through. 
I think Arkansas felt that way going into their game. All right. I think Arkansas looked at its schedule and said, look at the stretch we've had. Now we get Mississippi State. Now we get to finally punch through and get a win. And it didn't happen. State is fairly, state's much better defensively than they are offensively. And so it's their strength against Auburn's weakness. Got to find a way to punch through. Yep. Got to find a way to punch through. And, you know, I, I think Auburn's defense, once again, will keep them in this long enough for them to figure something out. So that is my early prediction. But we'll talk about this yep. all week, Brad. But I think that about does it for today's show. It does. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks for commenting. Remember, everyone has vices. It's true. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours. Yeah.